This is Nursing Australia Week, a week of entertainment, education and energy for all Australian nurses. Proudly presented by APNA, the Australian Primary Healthcare Nurses Association, Health Workforce Queensland, New South Wales RDN and Northern Territory PHN. Good morning, Georgie Carolera. I'm starting off the podcast today. It is Friday the 26th of November. Welcome back to the last day in Nursing Australia Week. So sad. We have loved having your company this week. Thank you so much for being part of this special week with us. Uh, Suze, good morning. Good morning. I'm Suzanne Blackaby. And good morning. Hey, Georgie and Suze. I'm Matt Ledger. It's really sad that today's our last episode. But don't mm. worry, because after this week, you'll still be able to catch Suze and I on our regular podcast, Nursing Australia. We put a new episode out every few weeks via all your favourite podcast listening apps. Click follow or subscribe, depending on which one you're using, to keep across each new episode. And don't forget, Nursing Australia is produced by APNA, the Australian Primary Healthcare Nurses Association. But this week is a special one. We've opened the doors to all nurses in Australia, whether you're in primary healthcare or not. Yeah, I know. So nice. One big happy family, huh? To finish off the week, we have another three exciting episodes for you. So stay tuned. And today I'll be looking at COVID with a view from overseas. And I will be speaking to someone from the Paris office of Medicine Sans Frontières, also known as Doctors Without Borders. And we also have another Spill Your Guts competition, another inspirational nursing story, and of course, the latest news. Can't wait for the Doctors Without Borders story. Really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, they're like heroes, the whole thing. They're just unreal. Okay, let's go to a quick ad break and we'll be back. The APNA Student Nurse Placement Program shines a light on primary healthcare for student nurses and helps to future-proof the primary healthcare nursing workforce. APNA works with universities and tertiary institutions to provide high-quality nursing placements for undergraduate and postgraduate students in dynamic primary healthcare settings. Join the program as a nurse supervisor and host student nurses at your workplace. Help us raise the profile of primary health. Click the link in the show notes to learn more and register. Welcome back to the Nursing Australia Week podcast. Right, Georgie, what have you got for us today? Did did I hear you say you're talking to Medicine Sans Frontières? We. Uh, oui. Did I hear I that did. about you? I did, I did. We, oui, yes, yes, I yes. did. I think we learnt yesterday how much I love helping. Even before I was a nurse. You know, I, I did aid work before I was a nurse. Get out. I, I, went, I went to Ethiopia. <gasps> I went really? To yeah. I went to doing that teaching English as a foreign language. Have you heard how I talk? That wasn't going to go down well, was it? I was so green. Like, I'm not saying that like, Medicines on Frontiers will do some amazing work, right? I probably was a burden on the system. I was 19. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I didn't even know where Ethiopia was. I wouldn't have been able to tell you what continent it was in. Um, I'd obviously just come from the, the live aid thing, you know, and I imagined... I imagine Bono that. was going to meet you there and Bob Geldof and Bob yeah that's what was going to mm. happen I was go- I was going to make a difference even when I was young I wrote a song for Ethiopia which was the worst song in the world it was called help them they need all the help they can get <laughs> thinking be- because be- I know it was so- this is primary school we can forgive me the heart was there uh, me and my brother wrote it um it was such a great song and school let us record it in the library and we we wrote it i wrote it because 
I wanted to help. My brother wrote it because he'd seen how much money Live Aid had made and he didn't know you had to give it away at the end. Mm. I lived in a nunnery. Can you imagine that? No. Ooh. Oh, weirdly enough as well, in the nunnery, not only pregnant nuns, but what? also, yeah, and there was also um, a video library, which was exactly what you'd imagine. It was nuns on the run. It was <gasps> sister acts. I've watched sister. I've watched sister act with actual nurse with actual nuns, Matt. That's how exciting. Oh, and the flying nun with Sally Field. Remember that? Oh, the best. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it was just such. Mm. Um, yeah, it was so nun centric where I was living. I need to go back to the nuns that are pregnant. Please explain. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> not on my I watch. I don't think it was um, the second coming, if you like. I don't think it was Jesus. All oh, right, because I, I don't want to miss think, that. No, no, it was it was uh, very simply explained to me. I think because I was a bit like, "What's going on there? Mm. Uh, <laughs> what what are you going to do with all that junk inside that trunk?" And it was, uh, yeah, it was just very simple. Oh, uh, people had lives before they came to the nunnery. Yeah, uh, it was just that. So it not simple like immaculate conception. Simple. Just um, no, 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 no. Nuns do know where babies come from. So, but this, <laughs> this, this is this is how green I was at the time of doing aid work, right? So, nineteen-year-old me. I, I think at that point I hadn't even opened my own curtains in my house. My parents were. I was a very cosseted child, if you like. I was very looked mm. after. Go to Ethiopia to make a difference, and on day two, they said, "Right, tomorrow in the city, um, we feel there may be a coup." Um, and oh. I got oh. excited. I thought a coup was like a party or a festival. So I was like, <laughs> so I was like, what do we eat at a coup? What do we wear? What do we wear to a coup? <laughs> I was just so excited. Oh, God. Anyway, anyway, you just enjoy your chat with the MSF this afternoon. People do more good than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know what a coup is now, people. I know what a coup is. A coup. I'm just saying. Yeah. Props for I having a go as a young 19-year-old. I'm still trying to That's exactly I, I'm right. still trying to work out what the little kids sound like that you were teaching English to. Well, well this is why it was so pointless because uh, they didn't want people everyone could speak English. They wanted people who could structure like the infrastructure of the school is what they wanted to learn. I oh. had no idea. Yeah, uh... I didn't know. I I I'd left school early. Well, at least you had a song you could sing to the kids. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And now, and now I've written a book. Look how far I've come. Um, <laughs> it's time to roast the cake. How long's that been there? Okay, Matt. What have you got us this time? We've had a great cake week. Can we just can we just wrap up what we've had so far this week? We've had soggy singers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Executive sandwiches. Uh huh. That's what we had. Victoria we sponge. Had, we did. I loved the Victoria sponge. We had a, a cake a patient had made, mm-hmm. and then we had the midwife crowning cake yesterday. Mm-hmm. Can't even imagine. What it's going to be today, Matt. Matt, what have you bought us? Well, considering we're at the back end or the rear end of the week, I thought I would bring along a Bristol stool chart cake. Um, oh! de- decorated with your finest sweets, including Maltesers, um, crushed flakes, and um, some Hershey's fudge sauce, et cetera, and so forth. I know exactly the cake you're talking about Mm-mm-mm. if you've not eaten one of these cakes. This mm. is, I didn't think we could get more offensive cake-wise than a crowning baby. No, you can. 
It would be a poo cake. Yeah, well, this comes after the baby's crowned, right? (laughs) I can't imagine anyone's listening to this that isn't medical, but you never know who's out there. Mm -hmm. There is a chart that lists all the poos, one through seven. I've collected six of them so far. I've done six of the seven. I'm hanging out for a number one. Uh, I think I'll probably have to go into renal failure to get that one. And then... um, <laughs> and then we'll, I wish, I wish you all, I wish you all a number four today. That that is mm. the absolute, that is top shelf. Mm. Um, so, what 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 chocolate bar did you use for the number four, Matt? It, let's recap. The four is smooth like a snake, no cracks. Mm, mm. So, oh well, I copped out here. It's I copped out here. It's just a modelling clay. So, it's a modelling chocolate. The, <laughs> That disgusting fondant stuff that no one oh, wants you, to you eat, put... but you know, oh, right. it looks like a delight, and it's and it's accurate as far as its representation of a normal soft sausage or snake-like stool. You know, I'm give you a little bit. Can I go on? Go on, Sue. No, mm-hmm. I was just going to say, like when I like I look at that cake and like it graces me out like super big time, except for the poly waffle. Because if there's a poly waffle. waffle. Yeah, it's like one of my favourite chocolates of all time, the grand poly waffle. I don't know what a poly waffle is. <gasps> what, what number is it on the chart? What's a poly waffle? Would a poly waffle be maybe the two, I guess? Okay. Oh, I think oh, like a poly waffle. That's ragged edges. Yeah, yeah, and it's got like the inside of it's marshmallow and then it's got like wafer and then it's got like the chocolate coating. And in the 70s, like everything else made of chocolate in the 70s, they were bigger. Wafer and marshmallow and chocolate, it just sounds so 70s. It sounds mm. like it, it sounds like a chocolate bar that you'd have to have in a war. You know, like <laughs> wartime food. It just sounds so poxy, but I'm glad you liked it. Do you want to know, do you want to know a little bit of uh, trivia? Yeah. A little bit of trivia about the Bristol stool chart. Yes, them, please. The person who made the Bristol stool chart was not called Dr. Bristol. Mm. <sighs> Just think of all the things that doctors have... He was called Dr. Eaton, is what he was called. Can you... You, you couldn't have the Eaton stool chart. That would be awful. Um, no, because I've already got Eaton mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't have the Eaton stool. Um, so yeah, um, he he named it after the place where he was rather than his name. Bristol. And just think of all all the doctors who've named things after themselves. You've got Parkinson's, you've got Hodgkinson's. You know, like people have mm, named mm. some pretty nasty things. Mm. They've put that mantle on their family. Um, but the doctor who made the poo chart chose to not laden his family with that. Let that not be his legacy. What forethought. What forethought, yeah. And also, do you know what? He's a peculiar, or she's a peculiar character. I don't know whether it was a man or a woman who did the chart. But um, have you ever noticed that it was made in 1996? Mm. There were cameras. Why did he draw the poos? Oh, because no one wants to see that. Like, really. uh, you can, I can see that would be a censorship thing, surely. I don't know. But what? How did they rate poops before 1996? Do people not poo before 1996? <laughs> I think just a lot of people walking around saying mine was smooth like a snake, no cracks. Mine was raggedy around mm. the edges, floating in mm. liquid. Or my personal so, favourite, yeah. rabbit poos. Rabbit poos. Mm. <laughs> yes, or... that's the one I've still to achieve. <laughs> ah. It also it also leaves out Melina, which is also my favourite um, female baby name. But um, Melina's not on the Bristol stool chart. <laughs> 
Yes, I'm going. So are we going to eat the stool cake or are we not going to eat the stool cake? Bags of polywaffle. She's having the polywaffle. She's going to split the polywaffle with me. We're going to have half a half a log each there. Mm-mm-mm. And and it is chocolate. Let's do it. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, particularly the Hershey sauce and the Maltesers on top. Excellent. The rabbit poo. <laughs> yeah, the type one Maltesers. Yes. If you're looking to start 2022 off on the right foot, join us at your local APNA conference roadshow event in February or March. Come and learn, connect and re-energise with other nurses at one of our nine in-person events. We're visiting every state and territory. Click the link in the show notes to register. It's time to boss some myths. What the f*** are you on about? Let's be honest, this is, this is the learning part of the day, but if we're teaching you in this part, then really go and read something people because these are the myths that are out there that you read on your socials let's have a see have you got a favorite one matt have you got a favorite covid myth there's so many there are so many and yeah i guess i just second that 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 this is certainly not peer-reviewed literature so i don't think it cuts the mustard for, <laughs> no, for cbd more, points yeah this is more a celebrity gossip section oh uh, yes yes okay yes Let's, um, let's uh, start with that there is no list of ingredients. This is one of my favourites. That all of a sudden, the public are madly interested in what's in their tablets. <laughs> <laughs> the same public that's been shoveling twisties and Oreos down their gob for years. And then all of a sudden... This is it. <laughs> yeah, oh. I mean, my husband Sorry. doesn't know what's in cigarettes, but he manages to smoke about 20 of them a day. So uh, <laughs> I've got a kid in a bedroom right now. So my second born is having the morning off school because he had his second Pfizer jab yesterday. And he's very tired, he said. I wish they wouldn't tell him that when they give the jab, because if it was a footy final, he'd be there. Um, so, yeah, he had the Pfizer jab yesterday and he was nervous <laughs> about having it, but I made him. And then for breakfast this morning, he's had cocoa pops. <laughs> so you know, you know that there is a list of ingredients, right? And it's and we like, know it, it, you do have to like look everywhere. for it a little bit. Yeah. Yes. How hard? Um, yeah. Like on all the Department of Health websites, there's lists on all the drug companies that make the vaccines. There's lists, so it is actually all there. Seriously, when was the last time a patient said, "Just before I take my antihypertensive this morning, can you give me a list of ingredients in that?" <laughs> like, when does that well, ever happen? Did- well, if they did, I wouldn't be able to answer them. Even like, even as somebody who, so I did what three years at uni to be a nurse, and then I went and worked intensive care for eleven years. And there's a lot of drugs on there. I've mm. probably given all the drugs in the world. Um, even if I look at the list of the ingredients in a Pfizer, would I know what to do with it? Why do Why do people want the ingredients? Yeah, I don't know. I looked up some ingredients in foods, right, that I thought were weird. Oh, good. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Yes. Okay. Oh, Matt, I can't even say. Polydimethylxylonaxin or something? Okay. Did so you just have a small CVA? Yeah, I did. So it's a really long word and it's really hard to say, but it basically means silly putty. You know, silly putty that you buy <laughs> in the tub and you throw it sticks to the yes. wall and falls off, hits you in the head. So that ad- additive is in fast food and soft drinks, but it's also used in chalk and adhesive. You know, like tasty, not, I don't know. Yeah. So there you go. Silly putties mm. in food. They must have seen all the toddlers eating the silly putty and been like, we can use that. 
Yeah. And mm. you know, Georgie, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like. They haven't died. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't died. Mm, silly putty. I actually did used to like, you know, that for those of us in the room with kids, um, when you used to make your own Play Doh, because essentially for the littlies, it was edible and wasn't going to kill them. It might, you know, clog up their butt a bit. I kind of didn't for, worry for, so much. For, for anybody who just heard that Sue made her own playground, uh, Play Doh, that's way overachieving, Sue. And I don't know if you're aware. <laughs> yeah. Don't know if you're aware, but there are shops that sell Play-Doh ready-made. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for that. You, but- do- you don't need to make it. You're not Amish. <laughs> Get over yourself. <laughs> Spill your guts. It's the final Spill Your Guts segment, and today we're asking you to tell us about the time you thought workplace ghosts were real. Or any creepy story, really, like any creepy dead people kind of stories. We're a bit fascinated by death in nursing, aren't we, whether we're in hospitals Mm. or out in the field or in aged care, you know. Do you remember your first past person? I called called a Met call on a dead person who's been (laughs) laid out. So I was, I was probably a grad. We didn't have grads in England. You just got thrown into it. But yeah, I they'd laid him out, and I went in, and no one had told me that this person had died. I mm. was just helping on the other side for a bit, mm-hmm. and got the met team down. People ran in, and um, I was like, "No, we've done that one." <laughs> so <laughs> lucky it was the same met so, team. What if only another met team came and they went, "Oh no, I haven't seen this one before." And I, don't, I, I don't think the met the met team didn't finally get down there it's like I was like press the emergency bell and then like all the nurses went in they're like no no that one's cleaned that one's done now but see that would have been <laughs> useful to- information that, as, as another nurse on the ward it would have been useful information for your colleagues to have shared with you mm. by the way old mate in 16b done dusted laid out yes. we're just yeah. waiting yeah. for the you know yeah. wardies to he's come the, whatever he's got the wash the washer and he's do it ready for yeah I bet you always get set up by Nurses. My first was being set up. Uh, it, I came on a morning shift and the nurse, the night duty nurse was like, oh, yeah, it's really shame. She's just passed away, dear. And I was so pig ignorant. I had no idea that after a body dies, uh, a number of hours have to pass before rigor mortis sets in. And then there's a bit of fluid pooling or whatever else. So I just took it on face value. I'm like, oh, God, these poor girls. She just happened at the end of the shift. No. I was to find out some hours later that Old Love had been dead for at least four hours and Old Love's on night duty was just too darn lazy to do anything about it. And so this little schmuck, all of like 20, had to do the the whole Oh, the stuff. tidying up. Yeah. I really, liked, I really liked that bit when I first started nursing. I thought mm. it was like this fine. I, I always thought it was like a final kindness and I used to mm-hmm. cry. I, I, I could just cry on demand and I would open a window so their souls could drift out of the window. Oh. I know. Mm. See, I talk to them. Yeah, you'd want me there. I t- yeah, 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 you talk yeah to that's them, my thing. Like, you can't yeah. shut me up. Talk underwater, my mother would say. Mm. I don't know. I just felt it was an easier yeah. process than going. if I just explained. Like you do when they're alive, I guess, and a nonverbal. I don't know. But I, um, I didn't get set up as such, but I um, got an almighty fright because, like you, Matt, you're like, when you start this stuff, you're kind of not really across <laughs> the detail. And I'll never forget mm-hmm. being in a very big teaching hospital in the middle of Sydney as a student nurse, laying out um, a person after they'd passed with you know, one of the other RNs. And nobody explained to me that 
when you move somebody around who's passed away, that some of the air that's still left in their body can sort of get squeezed up through the vocal cords and made us make a sound. This I did not know. So this was a fairly large person. And when we rolled rolled this lady on the side to do, you know, all the you know, the washing and, and get everything sorted, the air came out of her lungs and through her vocal cords and she made a sound. I was off. I just took off. My instinct was just to run. And I literally <laughs> bolted out the room, out the door, down a flight of stairs, didn't stop till I got to a foyer. What an awful response to somebody that you thought might be alive. <laughs> you you ran away. Yeah. So so they were they were past. You're giving your little spiel. Oh, you were very loved. Oh, giving them a wash. All of that. <laughs> they make a noise. You think they're alive? You're like, and just leg it. You just yeah, leave it. them. You just left them. <laughs> you just left them. Anybody who's got yeah, anybody put, who's yeah, got yeah. a ghost story, a creepy story unusual stuff that happens when when people die and you care for them then send us in your entries and remember it's the last one so it's your last chance to win georgie carroll's book off the charts and a 500 dollars cold Meyer gift card so get texting on <laughs> 0417366831 or email your answers to education at apna.asn.au Ah, oh, thanks for joining us this morning on Nursing Australia Week. Georgie, a massive thank you for joining us every morning this week. It has been a blast. Yeah, we love you, oh. Georgie. I mean, I can't speak for oh. Suzanne, but I certainly love I you. I thanked her first. I love you guys too. I've had such a nice week. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. Um, you've said where you can catch up with your podcast. I've got a podcast too called The Swab. Also, if you've got any nurses out there, nurses who are good stories, or who tell good stories. I would love to hear from you for my podcast. And then my book, as if we haven't said about my book enough. And my comedy special is airing on Channel 10 right now. So on 10 Play, go on there. You get an air of me just papping on with the funny. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I shall leave you to it now. You've got two more podcasts this afternoon where you're going to do some proper learning instead of laughing. But love to all the nurses out there. And... Uh, Stay safe in this next bit. Okay, Thanks, guys? Georgie. Aww. Thank you. I've been dreaming of getting away. I want to go and lie on a beach to take us out with the Jazzy Laylies, a moonlight stroll from their album Aspire. Oh, I feel relaxed already. See ya. Bye. See you at lunchtime, everyone.
Thanks for listening to Nursing Australia Week. A week just for you. For more information, visit APNA at www.apna.asn.au.